I'm super excited to have Garrett Brown with me back six months after our last podcast to get an update on the market in the Puget Sound area, real estate in general, and what we can expect for the rest of 2023. Please join me in welcoming Garrett Brown back to the show. Uh, it's so excited to have you back uh, chatting about the market and uh, you know real estate, King County, the Seattle area, the Puget Sound, uh, what we chatted about six months ago. And uh, I think the market's Com- changed a little bit since Com- then. Completely different, Mike. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. We were sitting in your same office May of 2022 talking about how we felt bad for first-time home buyers because people were selling high and then buying at a high price as well. But they had a windfall of money from selling these properties. And the first-time home buyers couldn't compete with waiving inspection, waiving financing contingency, releasing their earnest money right away to the sellers. And now the flip side of that, six months later, every contingency is in place. Buyers, and especially first-time buyers, have their pick of uh, more inventory, more days on market so they can make a competent and confident decision. And also, to every way out if they need to back out. You know, I think back to the the client that we had. He was locked in in, in June on a condo in Redmond, uh, but we had to compete with multiple offers during that time and waive, you know, waive his right to back out. And then as we get to July and it's about to close, he's seen the market go down. His Amazon stock that he was going to pull from work wasn't worth as much, so he didn't want to pull out stock then. And he walked away from his Redmond condo with earnest money left on the table, had to pay the seller. But for him, it was still a better deal to do that and keep renting where he was because he he was seeing the market go down. So he was fine to walk away from money. Other clients I've had over the the summer and fall, they said, great, now's my time to buy. Stuff slowed down. I'll get into the market now. But it's it's a funny, funny thing how quick the six months have gone. Oh, absolutely. Uh, And and on top of that, of course, we've seen a pretty significant rise in interest rates. Mm Um, the process started in the late spring and into the summer, and it's been, uh, I don't want to say going out of control, but it has been on the consistent uh, upward trend um, today as it was back when we talked, you know, in May. And that's putting pri- uh, a little bit of price pressure on and certainly uh, qualifying pressure right. on these uh, p- potential homeowners or people that are moving up and so forth. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I mean, I, again, to, to your point, it's like, well, it's you know it's just stair stepped up as as the Federal Reserve has raised their basis points to try to curb inflation. We're just seeing this tick up in rates, and so it's been a steady, pretty. I mean, what what has it got to seven and a half, then back down to seven, or where are we at today on interest rates? Yeah, that's fair to say. We have to be careful about quote rates without right. an APR uh, <laughs> and all that. So, you know, high sixes, low sevens is probably the easiest way to say it uh, based on what we're talking right before Christmas time. You know, mm-hmm. in twenty twenty two. Uh, but you're right. They did creep up into the mid sevens. Uh, they did trend back down a bit, but they seem to be. Uh, I don't think we're done yet. Let's just put it that okay. way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with the Fed raising a half basis point, you know, here a couple weeks ago, so they're going to keep keep doing that in the spring. You think? You know, it seems like it. You know, if I was an economist and if I took those classes in you school, are. yeah, right. I'm an amateur one. <laughs> play one on TV. Um, you know, it's really hard to predict because there's, you know, men and women out there that are way smarter than I do that sometimes don't get it right uh, when it comes to uh, predicting what's going to happen in, in our economy and so forth. Um, and I, you know, my most optimistic, you know, friends and colleagues in the business think we're within six months of having some relief. Uh, but I know others that uh, maybe are not quite as optimistic and think it's a two to three year program 
who knows exactly, but I do know this, that you're going to be ready and I'm going to be ready uh, today and down the road to help people, you know, get into their next house or hopefully if they have to get into a quote higher rate today, you know, maybe there's an opportunity, which we'll talk more of in our conversation, you know, and when the rates drop, what we can do then. Yep. And, and to, to what you just said, you know, it's not a good market. It's not a bad market. It is the market. And it's our job as the realtor and the mortgage lender to educate our clients on here's what you're getting yourself into today, regardless of wherever that is, good, bad, or otherwise. Because we can say, would you rather have spent 25% more, 30% more for that house six months ago or get it at today's price, you know, and then hoping to refinance a couple of years down the road, but you're always locked into that that price that's ticked down from from six months ago. Right. And and if, if I could add a, a question uh, yeah. to you from your, you know, what are you seeing from, I think it was still, again, when we talked last, uh, sellers uh, didn't have to concede much, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. kind of what you were talking about earlier. And now all these contingencies are sort of back in the place for, for borrowers. But what are you seeing? How are you, let me ask it this way. How are you educating sellers to be prepared uh, to handle prote- potential buyers of their homes in this new market? Right. And on the educating sellers piece, it's still, we've got to either be the lowest price home in the neighborhood for competition-wise or the best condition. But you've got to pick one or the other because otherwise you're just going to sit on the market 30, 60, 90, 120 days with price drops and then buyers will be licking their chops on you know what we'd say would be low-ball offers. So it's preparing ahead of time. Hey, do you want to do the home inspection ahead of time and take care of some of these to-do items? So that then the house presents well, uh, because there's going to be five, ten houses in any you know, mile or two radius for sale that fit what buyers are looking for, which hasn't been the case really for the last seven or eight years, where it's been such low inventory that people are just happy to get their offer accepted. Now buyers have their pick of the litter. So sellers are getting educated by either, do you want to be lowest price or do you want to be the best condition? And you've got to pick one or the other because we can't just throw up a sign and throw it out there and see what happens. Right. And they, but they have to be the sellers have to be now equipped to potentially make a concession, like you mentioned, both in condition or price, yeah. or On, potentially participating in the buyer's ability to buy their home. Is that correct as that, well? Totally, totally. And I mean, that can either come on the home inspection on on work to do, um, or also closing cost credit mm. you know, and giving up giving up price that way. So. And, and Mike, I'm thinking of the the people out there that maybe they have a smaller house or a condo or townhouse. Maybe they want to get into a home, but they're locked into their current property at a three or four percent interest rate that they refi the last couple of years. And how are they going into that high sixes, low sevens uh, interest rate market? Well, you know, what what are you doing to help get people over the hump there or educating them on on why buy now or into 2023? No, it's a really good question, and we get this a lot. You know, um, I will say, you know, sort of, kind of parenthetically, you know, there, the the source of the referral, the the saying, it's still a good time to buy. You know, those conversations, whether it comes from a realtor like yourself or it's from a past client, yeah. um, that adds a lot to to allow people to not be afraid to still look into buying something new. Um, and I do have conversations with uh, current homeowners that are saying I locked in in the threes or even a couple of them in the twos. I think I talked to one guy last week that he was in the high ones. What did he have to pay to get? He probably paid rate? down a point back when the rates were, you know, and I don't remember exactly, but let's say they were at two and a quarter 
for a few minutes and he bought it down to get into the ones. And so you think that he would ever want to, you know, get into the sixes or sevens. It makes him cringe a little bit. Um, so there's a couple of ways that Guild and, and, and our business, what we try to do is make sure that um, if they need access to some of their equity to, for the next home, we have some uh, opportunities for that. Uh, we have some bridge loans. They're not exactly super cheap, but they do help people leverage yeah. some things and get them in a position to buy. And those, um, those home and equity line of credits and those bridge loans, that's so then they can buy their next home first before they need to sell that's right. the home they came from. Their- coming from? Correct. And usually we have one situation where you have to sell it within six months and another one within 12 months. Um, that would make sense. Anyway, you buy a new house, you do some new carpet and paint. Right. And then you're into the new house with the, the old house empty. It should be six or 12 months time. Correct. Correct. And one of the other advantages that the Guild has is if you're if they're thinking about keeping the home for any reason as an investment property, because they can use their equity uh, either in their home or they have other assets. Yeah to buy the next home, we're one of the few lenders that allow for immediate rent credit. You don't have to show two years of tax returns as a landlord to use that uh, rental income. We can accomplish that one of two ways. One is you have a signed lease with Susie Chapstick at 1200 a month renting, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, or we can do a rent schedule uh, and order that along with the appraisal to make sure that, hey, this home in this neighborhood uh, with this current market conditions can rent for X. And a lot of times we can use that as the projected rent. Why? Because the conventional loans uh, already take into provision that the home will be vacant 25% of the time. Right. And so with that, it's a rough but accurate and conservative way uh, to make sure that, um, you know, we're putting people in homes where they can afford, you know, the new payment and so forth. That's great to hear because common sense says, well, of course, I'm not going to have my house rented before I'm even buying and moving from the house that I'm in. So being able to get credited for you know, what the neighborhood rent is going to be, that makes a big difference as far as what you can qualify for and, and everything to get you into that house, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, not everybody has a little bit of a different story or a different goal that they're trying to accomplish. Uh, you know, maybe, um, and so it, all, it always depends. Mm-hmm. And, but what it really comes back to is your earlier comment about having a low rate and then being a little difficult to walk away from it, right. uh, at least today. Uh, and for those that uh, you know are trying to build a little mini real estate empire of rentals, uh, you know their current primary residence becoming a rental at a low rate, you're never probably ever 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 going to be able to get an investment property loan in the threes. To use our example, mm-hmm. uh, much less lower than that. So um, it's a great way to create cash flow long term if that's uh, the plan that a family wants to make. Right. That's a that's a great thought, Michael. It helps me too. I mean, helps helps both of us as far as. Plant, you know, those annual review calls, you know, that we make and getting getting clients set up for the future as far as, well, what do I want to do this year? I'm not sure. I thought about making a move, but my, my home value has gone down. I don't know what to do. What, what are you advising people in these, you know, annual reviews on, on what to do with their real estate goals for the next year? Oh, it's, it's a good question. And every, on Thursdays, uh, I call my past clients, uh, like you do probably as mm-hmm. well. Um, and I reach out to a handful, you know, each Thursday so I can stay in touch with them. And in that annual review, especially uh, on the loan anniversary, a lot of times right now it's saying, hey, you got a pretty good rate. <laughs> you yeah. probably don't need to refinance unless you want to do some debt consolidation uh, or you need uh, to take out some money to do some improvements on your home and so forth. Because really, even at the higher rates, quote unquote, than compared to six, 12 months ago, it's still cheap money when mm-hmm. it comes to fixing up your home. If you were to go out and get a line of credit with a credit union or somebody else, 
Um, prime is higher than, uh, certainly way higher than it was. Uh, prime plus whatever fixed margin, okay, you're going to be paying quite a bit on a line of credit. It mm-hmm. does give you flexibility, but if you were to do a cash out refinance to remodel your kitchen or whatever, um, that money is still pretty cheap if you think about it historically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but a lot of times it'd say, thanks for being a great client. Let me know how I can help you <laughs> in the future. Uh, or if you have any colleagues or family that also need help. Right, right. And I'm kind of, I mean, I'm doing a similar thing too, where we, you know, we're just asking for 10 or 15 minutes of their time, sit down on a Zoom screen share so I can say, here's here's the home bot report that shows home value. Hey, have you made the that bathroom remodel you're talking about? Okay, great. 20 to 25 grand increase in your in your value. Uh, here's what could happen if you Airbnb the house. Here's what you could happen if you rent it out long term. Uh, you know, here's where your rate is low. Here's where the current you know interest rates are high, and uh, and kind of going from there. But it's really all about asking what are your goals for the next year. Or how can we help? Where can we connect the dots to get you to make a competent and confident decision? Yeah. No. Absolutely. And I think one other thing I would add to the discussion is there's a lot of talk in the newspaper and in our community, and we have these big employers in the Puget Sound in particular, about what work is going to look like, yeah. kind of quote-unquote post-pandemic. Uh, not going to get into all that conversation, but the idea that we can um, work potentially from anywhere. Um, not every employer is going to allow for that, uh, but some might. And so what does that mean? Does that mean you can buy a second home in Arizona, uh, but have a primary res- your primary residence is still here in the Seattle area, mm-hmm. Um, and still get a really good, you know, loan and a really good uh, program, and you can, you know, work from your laptop and your cell phone and all that. From yeah, so those opportunities are still there to help people if they have flexibility for their employment. Right, right. No, it makes sense. In the new world, we'll call it the new world. <laughs> and speaking of the new world, Mike, what are you looking forward to about 2023, or kind of what are some of the, your uh, your goals for this next year and, and reflections on 2022? <laughs> yeah, good question. Uh, you know, um, 2022 was a crazy year. We touched on it last uh, last time. You know, I was in the hospital at the beginning of the year. I really didn't start getting back into the business until kind of midway. Um, and so I'm looking forward to 2022 being a control-alt-delete, a little reset. Uh, yeah. And we're coming up to the end. In 2023, I'm excited about uh, professional goals and uh, new relationships. I'm looking forward to meeting new people. Uh, that I haven't met before, that I can work with people like yourself with. Um, you know, it's always fun to bring in some some new relationships and to, and, to, and to keep going and, and trying to build what I think is a pretty good career. And really what we're trying to do is help families, helping sure. families, you know, get into homes or buy a bigger home or a better home or a different home or whatever it is that meets their needs. Uh, there's still a lot of joy in that for me. And so um, that's some of the things that uh, I'm looking for as I kind of reset myself for the new year. How about you, Garrett? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's a lot of those. Thankfully, I didn't quite have the same. Uh, yeah, be great. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the same stuff you went through, but having been in a car accident at the end of yeah. February, and it's been a lot of a lot of um, reflecting on what's important, what's not, what to what to say no to, uh, what to say yes to, and and recovered from that. You know, that's been a, a good a good reset or a forced reset. Um, difficult, challenging, frustrating at times, and. You know, I, I would say that I got to give up drinking alcohol, which has been which has been great, but it, but it was needed in, as far as the concussion recovery as it was getting worse the further mm. further past the uh, past the car accident that happened. But you know, for me in 2023, it's really going to be about investing in the people around me and investing in the areas where I want to be. So that comes from our our Bellevue Eastside Rotary Club. It comes from 
the Kirkland Chamber of Commerce Wine Walk that I'm sponsoring in February and June. Oh, nice. So we'll, we'll, we'll link to that we and let people know. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so sponsoring that. But that, that's really about being proactive instead of reactive and saying, I know here's the community I'm living in. Here's the people that I want to be around. And how do I invest more more in those people? So no, I love that. Yeah. Well, and what we both are like minded in the sense that we, I think, you know, believe in people and want to help people, mm-hmm. and we're not trying to be altruistic only. You know, in our career, we're obviously this is our profession, as well, and the way we're choosing to, you know, take care of our families and so forth. Um, but you know, there is a, a feel good factor because we can be involved in our communities, right. we can support them. Like you mentioned, we're in the same Rotary group. Uh, and it's fun to get back and doing stuff again, right? Mm-hmm. We had kind of a pause on some of it because of the pandemic because we couldn't get involved in some of the, the good causes that we care about, uh, young people, older people, you know, whatever it is. And so um, that's exciting. That's a, There's some energy just in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Most definitely. I love what you know we've, we've done with uh, some of the groups there. And you're just thinking of, um, you know, setting your intentions for a better 2023 you know, I, I, you know, put pen to paper and, and wrote out and be happy to mail any of any of your people my uh, letter of the heart that yeah. I do. Um, but in, in the most recent one, I just talked about, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. Mm. And so often, again, in our business, and I'm sure everyone feels it with coworkers, family, friends, of are you comparing, you know, their uh, their output to your input, <laughs> you know, or, or you're, you know, you're seeing whatever everyone else is is putting out and trying to keep up with the Joneses and it's just not, not healthy and doesn't, doesn't serve any purpose. So, no, that's good. It's the, definitely not healthy. Yeah. Yeah. The big, the big event that I went to this past year that's, that's helping me with this mindset shift was a, a rapport leadership uh, class, a two or three day deal over the summer. Oh. And it was really about, I mean, we, we did it all from having to write out journal entries and, you know, you break through the board and, and the board that I broke through was being judgmental. So no longer comparing myself or being judgmental. And then on the other side of that was all the, all the freedom and everything that comes from it. So I put, I put out there on the, you know, stopping being judgmental and stopping comparing myself to others gives me freedom from comparison, collaboration with others that all come from contribution. They'll live a life of abundance and have openness towards other opinions and empathy towards others. That's so awesome. I think that, that plays itself out both in our workplace as far as how can we be collaborative, how can we make win-wins in putting people first, like we talked about. Right. Um, and then also in our community service and using our time, treasures, and talents for those around us as well. Absolutely. And I like the concept, uh, and we share the the methodology of the letter of the heart, um, you know, personal letter, you know, from you, from your, you know, pr- perspective. And in your case, you have your wife and and you're almost one year old, right? right. And yeah. you get to share that with everybody. Um, and I think people love that. They mm-hmm. want to know that. Uh, and look, let's be honest. Some big banks and big firms are pounding us with ad- uh, advertisements and whatnot. We'll see a ton of them uh, throughout the playoffs and the bowl games or for football and all that. And if you want that experience, a completely impersonal, imp- you know, uh, digital experience, it's available if you need it. Mm-hmm. But that's not how we operate, right? We're right. real people with real you know, spouses and families and homes and things like that. And we're trying to be a part of our community. We're trying to make it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a genuineness to that that I really like. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it goes to show, too, that we do have, you know, putting people first at the time that's right for them, not the time that's right for us. And we're not just talking about, you know, low rate or low commission. It's how can we be full service? How can we 
you know, help people throughout the process. And then when they're done buying or selling or refinancing a house, how do we stay in touch with, oh, here's a vendor I really like. Oh, you've got to use my contractor. You've got to use this person. You know, who else do you know that may be buying or selling a house that we should talk to? Right. You know, and if we're, if we're connecting with people six months or a year or a couple years ahead of time, that's great because we're educating them, we're getting them to, uh, to uh, you know, be ready to roll for when the time drive for them. That's so right. that, that's the fun part in our business is having those, those monthly happy hours or the, the Kirkland Wine Walk or different stuff that, uh, you know, to be a part of and to stay in touch with people over time, especially coming out of the pandemic. Like yeah, no, and, and people are still trying to get familiar with what it's like to go out to the restaurants or the, you know, get a beer with their buddies or whatever. Yeah. It's it seems to be easing up pretty well, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, knock on wood that it doesn't, you know, any of that stuff doesn't rear its head again. But um, yeah, it's and it's great to to show our commitment, I think, to our community and to get to know people again. You can only do so much on Zoom, and mm-hmm. I'm okay with Zoom. I'm not anti Zoom. Uh, I certainly, I even think it's better than you know, phone call and a text exchange, but. It's nice to net, you know, rub elbows literally with other people again. Right, right. No, totally. And as we're talking about going towards 2023, uh, Mike, yeah, what are, what are some things that you're seeing? Inflation, interest rate, you know, all that. Um, you know, what are you seeing that's going to happen? And then how are you and Guild combating that? No, I appreciate you asking. The, um, the inflation part is a tricky one. Again, uh, smarter men and women than me trying to figure all that out. Um, I just know that it costs me more money to go to the grocery store than it did before. And um, I've always maintained that regardless of your political persuasion, until it hits your own personal checkbook, that's when it matters. So it's starting to matter, I think, to some people. Um, How it relates to home ownership, though, you know, we have a couple of solutions uh, that I think really work well. Um, You know, one of them is this buy-down program. It's a there's a three-two-one or a two-one, and what that simply means is. On a three, two, one is your one, two, and three, okay? Uh, your interest rate is lower. For example, if the interest rate is 6% as an example, no APR, um, on a three, two, one, on a, on a buy down, uh, excuse me, the first two years, uh, year one in this example, it's going to be 4%. Uh, year two, it's 5%. And then at year three, it's 6%. So you might say, well, why, how do I pay, for, or how is that even possible if the interest rate is 6%? Who's paying the difference? Yeah. This is where you work with a great realtor like yourself, Garrett Brown, uh, to work with a seller to contribute, have a, what they call a seller paid closing costs or seller concessions. We can help you figure out the math and what the difference would be, the delta on that year one, 4% versus 6% on the payment. Multiply that by 12 months. Do that for a second year. Multiply that by 12 months, but at the higher rate, whatever that total is, can usually be put into a seller concession with a willing seller, mm-hmm. and that would cover the cost. That money goes into essentially an escrow account to take up the difference between the actual interest rate on the promissory note and what you have to pay years one and two until you get to year three. Does so that make sense? That does. So, so really, it's you know, let's call it ten or twelve grand is that difference over those over those couple of years, and it's up to the realtor to negotiate with the seller's realtor on getting the seller to pay to pay that money towards that, it, right? That's correct. Because yeah. in conventional loans, a seller can contribute up to 3% of the transaction. Yeah. Okay? Uh, Which we haven't seen for the last five years. Yeah, nobody's yeah. had to even right. look at that because it was like, well, why would I need to go down lower than a 2.5% interest rate? Yeah. And no seller was willing to you know contribute that kind of money. 
But now sellers may have their own goals uh, that they have to get into a new home or a job relocation or whatever. And so now they are participating. And this is a creative way to do it that allows the buyer um, to get in at that lower rate so there's not as big of a payment shock to mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And they can you know, still kind of move forward with this, uh, with this program. Um, so it's a really uh, popular, it's becoming more popular again. It's been around actually for a long time, oh, yeah. which is funny. Uh, but again, like you said, you know, we haven't just haven't used it in a while. Um, but anyway, that's how it works. And, you know, work with a good lender, work with a good uh, agent, and we can do some math and we can figure it out, present it to the sellers in a way that hopefully it makes sense for them as much as it makes sense for the buyer. Mm-hmm. And Mike, I'm going to speak on your behalf too, without asking your permission, but I'm, I'm sure even if people are working with a different realtor or a different lender that they know, you know, from way back when or, or grew up with, we're happy to have that conversation with you to say, hey, here's, here's what your person should be asking or here's what you should be doing. Uh, so, you know, so we're happy to explain that, you know, ahead of time or say, be looking for this or be looking for that to help people out. Wouldn't you agree? I w- yeah, I would agree. And I think I would raise our, we both could raise our hands and saying, if you don't feel like you're getting those kinds of conversations with your current uh, realtor or lender, you know, let, give us a shot. Yep. You know, we'll, we're, we'll be, you know, sounding boards. We can translate some things. Uh, but these are the kind of conversations you don't get when you do everything on, a, on your app, right. on an app, on a, on a telephone. Uh, it's, just, it's just a difference between being proactive and being reactive. Right. And also having years in the business and, and with transactions to navigate, hey, here's, here's what's right or here's what we could do or, or here's how we make it a win-win for both the seller and the buyer to That's move right. forward. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's really what it comes down to is win-win. It's not just a cliche. Yeah. It's just not some cute, you know, spin on language. It really is. The seller can accomplish what they're trying to do and the buyer can get into the home that they're hopefully, you know, that they're interested in, in getting into. Mm-hmm. It just takes an additional conversation and it's going to maybe two <laughs> yep. and maybe a follow-up email. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, it usually uh, can, can help. You can strategize together to make this a deal come together. Mm-hmm. That's one of them that would help. Yeah, yeah. What else? We do have one more uh, I think that would be interesting for your folks to listen to or all, all that will get a chance to hear it. Um, we, we're doing a, what they, we're calling a payment advantage program, and it's to help people year one of their interest. This is separate from the buy-down. This okay. is a lender-paid program here at Guild. We're going to do this. Uh, we are doing this. And what we do is we will uh, buy down your rate uh, through a lender paid uh, contribution, so it's not from the seller and it's mm-hmm. not from from the buyer, uh, in order to uh, get you a better rate today. And then when the rates drop, we are going to streamline the refinance into something a little bit more manageable. And the okay. reason we do that, because I want to be careful the word streamline, is because Guild services 80 plus percent of our portfolio. So even though we work with Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and all those guys, uh, we um, we retain a lot of the servicing. So uh, by keeping it in our servicing portfolio, we have some flexibility when it comes to when the rates are low, we can do a few more things yeah. than our competitors would. Or if, if you were to pay off your guild loan and go to one of our competitors, uh, we can accomplish that. And this is through this payment advantage program. Mm-hmm. So we're, our goal is to have you in our servicing portfolio so we can give you more options down the line. And Mike, could you stack the three, two, one buy down on your purchase and then also be in the payment advantage program? Uh, it would be, I believe that would be something separate, but that's a very good question because <laughs> okay. I think. I'm just thinking of, could I get seller credits and lender credits? Oh, that back? you could for sure. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And, and again, the same thing would work uh, by being in our servicing portfolio where, where you'll have more options. Okay. 
uh, when rates hopefully you know trend down again, uh-huh. and we can get you into something uh, a little bit better. And we think again, without a crystal ball, we think rates could trend down a year or two from now. So being in these three, two, one buy down programs makes sense that as it's ticking back, stair stepping back up you hopefully should be able to refi. Well, I, I believe so, yes. But here's the cool thing about that. Okay, let's say in a, in a super optimistic world, just six months from now, it's all going to be better. We'll say that. Well, what does better mean? Well, right. So let's say your interest rate is two, you know, one to two points lower okay. you know, than, and it's worth refinancing. If you use the buy-down and if the seller contributes to that, then um, you haven't lost anything because it's right. not your money. Right. Okay, where does that money go? it actually gets credited to you um, as far as your payoff goes when you pay off that loan. So that's pretty powerful. Absolutely. So if it does uh, get better within three years, you're going to come out ahead right? no matter what. You're not losing by taking advantage of something like this today. And you've, most, make- and you've most likely bought that property with no other competing offers, with having the inspection in place, with having the appraisal happen, uh, you know, not having to give earnest money out, not having to waive that appraisal contingency. Right. So you likely got it, the house at a lower, well, definitely at 25 or 30% lower than what it was six months ago. But you got it at a lower price than what it was. You're in that three, two, one buy down program. So you got some seller credits and then hopefully you're refining, uh, you know, two years from now or, yeah. you know, a year or two, three from now. And again, you're, you're not going to, you're not losing anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You get full uh, sort of advantage of all the money that's sort of been created on your behalf. Yep. Um, and hopefully there's a new interest rate out there that's a better payment, so you save money then. Um, so, you know, again, optimists are going to say six months at the earliest before we see some relief. Uh, others are, are into that, you know, one to three-year program. Yeah. Don't know for sure. I would just say make sure you have a good relationship with a lender that you can, uh, you know, get on their uh, list, their tickler list, as they mm-hmm. used to call it. Uh, that when rates drop, that you can, you know, we can pick up the phone and we can, you know, see what we can do to help make it a better situation for you. That's awesome, Mike. And that's something too that, that you do. If I were to say, hey, you know, I'm locked in at a good rate, but let, you know, I may consider buying again when rates are at five and a half. Call me. No, I absolutely. I have a list that I've built uh, specifically for that. Okay. Uh, for people that are buyers and people that have maybe had to go with the higher rate today and are looking for a better one when it mm-hmm. becomes available. And you and I have shared clients on that too, where. The, the guy that we're talking about earlier that, that backed out of the Redmond condo over the summer, you know, he's he's renting again, and then he says, hey, when rates get to here, That's let right. me know, then I'll be back in the game. That's right. So we're getting, you know, we're getting ready. He's on he's on our in our CRM and on our to-do list, and then once once rates hit a certain number for him, that's when the phone picks up and say, okay, let's get back into it. Absolutely. And look, you know, we have a lot of technology around here, but I have a spreadsheet for yeah. it. It's really simple. Excel, name, phone number, goal, <laughs> yeah. you know, and we just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Is there anything that you can uh, share about what you see as far as uh, values uh, on what homes are going to do in the Puget Sound? Are you seeing, what are you seeing there? Yeah. I mean, home value wise, we're at a a great opportunity, you know, where, like we said, it's not a good market, it's not a bad market. It is the market. You're talking about great programs to help people, you know, adjust to the higher interest rates. But now what we're seeing, you know, Puget Sound wise is, you can literally, you know, the, the people that always think, oh, I wish I would have bought a couple of years ago. I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. You can look at on on Zillow and Redfin and look at, you know, price of the last couple of years. We're back at prices from a year ago or two years ago, you know, and being down 25, 30% in home value from six months ago. So if we're, if we're back at a lower price point and we don't have to compete with multiple offers, 
now's a great chance, um, you know, both for those the the first time home buyer folks to get into the market and to be able to keep all the contingencies, and for the investor type person that may say, hey, I'm good with my three percent interest rate on my on my house, but yeah, if I can buy that rental and get it at a lower price because there's not these builders coming after them and, and all this kind of stuff. I mean, I, I, uh, I mean, I felt bad, but, but meeting with a, a client that he said, yeah, I got a house sitting vacant right now. It's been a rental and these builders on the, on this street, you know, they offered me, you know, it, it's, it's a million dollar house now, but back then they offered me, you know, 1.3, 1.25. I reach out to those same guys and they say, Hey, we're, we're only offering nine, 950 grand you know, or, or 850 grand. So the, the, the builders and the investor pools, they're on the sidelines right now. Got it. So if you're, if you're in the market because of life change or a job change, or you're saying, Hey, I just didn't want to compete with, you know, all this crazy money coming in. Now it's your chance. Yeah, that's so, awesome. I mean, personally, I'm, I'm looking, um, you know, buying a couple of rental properties and that's, and that's what I'm advising other folks to, to, to get into the game. Not just saying that, um, now, but, but doing it as well. So, no, that's good. Yeah. I think you're, you're, that's a good way to look at it. You know, there's with the dip, we'll call it in, in evaluation or whatever you want. It's not even that it's probably not even the right way to say it, but, um, there's an opportunity to then hit the, hit the upswing yeah. again, cause yeah. it's going to happen. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and again, the, the projection would be is, okay. So once rates drop, just like we saw, you know, in, in 2020, once rates drop, prices will skyrocket because you're borrowing cheaper money right. or, People are saying, okay, well, yeah, now I've got to do that, or, or I'm comfortable with where, you know, whether they're happy or, or not with it, they're comfortable with their, what their interest rate is going to be, you know, then those prices are going to shoot back up. Well, and, and we and where we're at, right, in the Puget Sound, we've talked about this before, but we're in a place that is a desirable place to live. And with no inventory and limitations with right. the water and with mountains right. that we're stuck with some of the, the supply pressures that we've had forever. Right, right. So people are going to still want to live here. We have great employers. Um, and I think it's still going to be an, it's an excellent opportunity uh, to, to buy and, and borrow, really, to, to buy real estate um, in order to, to make kind of other people's goals come true. Yeah, yeah, no, I think, Hopefully you're, I think you're spot on. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, Mike, again, as we, as we head towards 2023, um, what, what, what are you most hopeful for? What do you see again, more, more personally than anything? Personally, hope for, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> Personally, what what do I hope for yeah. and whatnot? Um, you know, look, I think relationships, right? One of the things that I learned in the uh, or was reminded of me when I was in the hospital um, was just you know the people that matter. Mm-hmm. I want to uh, my family certainly. I have some you know good friends. The people I work with and around and network with, you know, I'm going to be pretty you know pretty focused on going deeper. You know, guys yeah. like you and others that uh, and other people that we share you know commonality with. Um, you know. That's where it, it was so meaningful. Let me say it this way. It was so meaningful to have so many people reach out to my wife and my mm. kids and other family members that were praying for me and believing with me and hoping for me and all that sort of thing. Um, you know, you realize that what you it's not just a, a cliche or a goofy quote. Um, you don't bring any of it with you. I'm not going to bring my farm with me or my truck or my cell phone, but I will bring relationships with me. That's what matters and that was very much a blessing for me to, uh, to, to know how many people were kind of supporting us and loving us. And so it makes me want to, being alive and engaged, yeah. uh, working with good people. I don't really have a whole lot of time anymore 
for bums and clowns and people that are really going to mess with us at any mm -hmm. level. Right. So, um, uh, so if that's you, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Not nor, you, nor, not you, Garrett, but you out there in the uh, in the universe. There. Nor do you want you know that that time that they get you bogged down or weighed down from those type of people to affect your great relationships. Absolutely, to affect those great business partners because you're getting bogged down with people that are tough to work with or don't want to work with. No, absolutely. You know, high maintenance people, people that are, uh, you know, have, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of things I could say that yeah. I won't. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't want to work with those kind of pe those mm -hmm. kinds of people. Mm -hmm. uh, I probably was more tolerant in that sense before. I don't need to because relationships matter, and so I want to work with people that I want to work with. And that's and that's to to that point. It's a great way of saying we want to be proactive instead of just reactive. Right. You know, here's here's what we're going after. Here's the people we want to be around. Who fits in that category that makes it a win-win? That's right. Yeah. No. Good. Sounds good. Well, Garrett, uh, that was awesome. Where yeah. can people find out more information about your real estate business and if they want to connect with you with your letter to the heart and so forth? Yeah. Thanks for asking, Mike. I mean, the the best way would be on sellwithgb.com. My initials, sellwithgb.com, and it would be come to our, our first Tuesday of every month happy hour at the QFC at Kirkland Urban, uh, 5 to 6. The first drink is is on me. Well, and then, awesome. of course, like I was saying, that, that Kirkland Wine Walk would be a fun one where there's going to be 600 people there and different wine vendors. Oh, that's so awesome. So really a lot a lot more stuff like that. I mean, obviously, so definitely the, the monthly happy hour, but then different events you're, you're always welcome to come to. So would love to, uh, I mean, any any listener of yours is a friend of mine, Mike. So, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I'd lo love to connect that way. Well, and you're all very active on Instagram and stuff, GB Living the Life. That's right. You got it. Uh, and I think what was funny just even the, the other day, uh, not Snowmageddon, but Stormwatch Storm 2022, you know, <laughs> it was very dramatic. Uh, but there were really good tips, and that's what you like to do, right? You've got your AirPods in, and you come up with tips. You're in front of a ho home, maybe you're listing or you're selling or something like that. And uh, you share some really good, fun, uh, valuable, and personal information. Thank you. And I think that's really good stuff. Okay, man. Appreciate it, Mike. Thanks for having me, and uh, glad you're alive. Looking forward to 2023. Same.